1: I'm Ray Parker, played Darth Maul, a Phantom Menace, and Solo, a Star Wars story, and G.I.
0: Joe Snake Eyes, and you're listening to Disney
1: Universe Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. To
0: infinity and beyond! I'm Ray popular, y'all!
1: You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of
0: me. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a month's.
1: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Disney Universe Podcast. This is your fun-loving Disney adult podcast, brought to you by your fellow fun-loving Disney adults. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Joey, and of course I'm joined by my two awesome hosts, Ryan and Alex. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. One fifty. That came fast. Yeah, totally. I mean, all of a sudden it's like we're on eighty something. Now we're at one fifty. So. We're almost, holding strong. So.
2: Almost caught up to JRE. Just kidding. Whatever. <laughs> have that many episodes. Yeah, exactly. What's up, Alex?
0: How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of this team at the Disney <laughs> Universe. 150 episodes deep. Let's uh, do 150 more, man. We'll bowl a perfect game. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, how, and
0: right are now you? is currently what my average is, about 150. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I haven't bowled in a long time. Shout out a Jungle Cruiser, our a big bowler here. Uh, but I tend to bowl decline as I go down. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's the-, the other
0: way. The, the more the beers and the more my arm gets loose, it gets better. It's kind of <laughs> first uh, first game's a warm up. Second one, you know, it's, it's there. Third is the peak and it always declines if there is ever after a third game. No, I
2: need need the bumpers on the side.
0: (laughs) Shout out Splitsville as well. I haven't bowled there yet, but on my last visit, we had an awesome little, I wouldn't even call it a brunch. We were watching the Niner game outside on their little kind of garden bar area patio. That's a first come first serve service. So if you're ever at downtown Disney looking for a place to grub and everywhere has got like a weight Splitsville has this big kind of open astro turfed area with picnic seats uh, that's adjacent to their bar area and that is all open seating first come first serve so all right. and i did see splitsville as well as downtown disney had a lot of awesome food offerings as part of food and wine festival this year um I, I don't know that we'll be touching on all of those but just so you know food and wine it goes deeper than just california adventure and the parks
1: Yeah, and it's always cool to start the show on a little side tangent, but one thing I did notice during Lunar New Year uh, in the past, it's always been focused around DCA. They really did expand towards uh, Downtown Disney as well, too, with their menus and celebrations. So, you know, bring it on because, like, sometimes we're not all in the parks at the same time, but we're hanging out at Downtown Disney uh, waiting for that park day or, you know, to-go day, but we get a little extra uh, of, of the events, but yeah, as Alex said, uh, we, we we got some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, upcoming Star Wars nights, some um, the opening a bad batch. Uh, we're gonna really dive into food and wine as we're doing something slightly different. Uh, we're gonna kind of go over our top five in almost like a draft style, but uh, when all said and done, it'll basically turn into the uh, dus. Uh, recommendations for food and wine since we're all three going to be there at separate times. So, you know, we'll be giving you guys uh, some really cool and very up to date uh, food and wine content as it comes up. So we'll get to that later. We just got some mousekeeping first. But before that, I'd like to uh, welcome any new listeners uh, to the show. Welcome. Uh, like I said, we are a Disney adult podcast, but we're a bunch of uh, grown up children here. So but we love uh, what we talk about. We love what we do and uh, we love sharing and bantering. With all of you So um, Yeah before we get to that Like I said we got some mousekeeping, And uh, I know it's not our love And uh, Valentine's schedule But we would love To talk about And shout out Some very special people Which I gotta say John was very happy To get the shout out he did uh, From Alex uh, Via Slow Jam's uh, DJ there But uh, hey. we, <laughs> Which got a lot of uh, Great compliments And I hope you guys <laughs> Like that music I attached to it But um, anyways who would we like to thank our very special people? Alex, it's all you.
0: Well, I'm I'm going to avoid a uh, bad hybrid at a Black History Month and St. Patrick's Day uh, accent for the, for the voices today. Although, being that I am Black and Irish, it does apply. Uh, but as always, we're shouting out the DU crew. It's our favorite people in the entire Disney universe. And that is the crew that makes up our Patreon group. You can join them over at patreon.com slash DU crew. And those fabulous, fabulous people are Florida Jen and Superfan Jen. You can't have one. You got to have two. We love our gens as well as Alfredo, big Papa, Disney, Sean, John Z, Wedge Antilles, Sasquatch and Tyler. You guys are amazing. We thank you so much for being a part of the crew. You get some awesome perks for joining aside from just me, shouting you out here on every one of our episodes. Uh, so go over to patreon.com slash DU crew. Check out those two tiers available to join the crew and uh, come join us so I can shout out you too.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And uh, I forgot to mention one of our other topics as uh, we wind down uh celebration of black history month, uh, we're going to do just a little highlight on a recent, uh, imagine uh, What is it um, uh, in, uh, Can't even talk uh, Inventor, Hall of Famer Laney Smoot uh, Disney, should be Disney legend Probably will be this year But uh, Alex will touch on that as we end But of course, like I said I want to uh, welcome all our new listeners And new friends to the show And you can find us all over the socials And podcast networks And Ryan will let you know where that is
2: Yes, uh, if you would like to Watch some of our videos that we've made. Joey's uh, put out some food reviews. Do you can do those on YouTube, right, Joey? Some, uh, yeah. Uh, Lunar New Year. And then uh, some of our Ahsoka Tano reviews. Well, all of our Ahsoka Tano reviews. And we can go back and uh, watch some of our Mando stuff. Uh, you can head over to YouTube, and we are under the DU TV. And if you'd like to interact with us on X, we are under Diz Unipod. And if you would like to interact with us on Facebook and Instagram, Instagram is where we are most active. Uh, Just look up the Disney Universe podcast and you can listen to all of our shows under the Walt's Apartment podcast umbrella at Apple, Spotify, podcast, wherever wherever you listen. We're there.
1: Absolutely. And I've been kind of uh, uh, slacking on uh, posting videos because videos I've shot for uh, DU Haven't come out as good as I've hoped. Uh, I did shoot world of Color One on my last trip, and there's just too many cell phones in front of me. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, It was a really cool uh, show. Uh, It was the first time I saw it, so I was glad to see it. So that might go up soon. But uh, actually, it'll probably be up even before the show is out. But uh, we just did a a a recording uh, at a local game shop for the release of Lorcana. We brought back our good friend Rebecca, the Lorcana Luminary. And uh, basically, she's going to be on the show uh, quarterly as as new information on every new chapter comes out. So, I did a little bit of gameplay, and some of that's in there. So, I check that out on our DUTV and open future- an
0: Enchanted, Enchanted. Yes, I did my first Enchanted. It was Robin Hood, and it was awesome. So, very cool. For those that don't know, Enchanteds are the uh, more rare card pulls. They are an alternate art that is like a hollow or a prismatic card. Um, and you know, they can be worth a little bit more in value, nice bit of collector's item, especially when you pull a character that you're so fond of, like Joe did. I'm a little jealous of that. I have got a couple enchanted myself that I'm happy with. Uh, but yeah, those are always fun for any of us who've ever opened any sort of card packs in our youth or adulthood. The, the thrill of the chase is what it's all about.
1: Yeah. Kind of going back to a kid, pulling that Ken Griffey Jr. Rookie card, you know, out of the p- fresh package. And I just dated myself, so I do that a lot. But wait, is this the I, Kingdom one? I don't know.
0: That. Yeah, it's a Mariners snow globe. He showed oh. us. <laughs> Thought it was topical.
1: Oh, is is that when it was uh, imploded? And is that
2: the yeah? Snow? I think oh. that's where he played. I think I don't know if he started at Safeco. He Did
0: play at the Kingdom? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I, I highly doubt the snow globe is of the implosion. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> no, I I have one of Go and one of the Kingdom, so. Nice. I'm just packing so all my junks out here
1: well right on but cool well thank you guys for that awesome mousekeeping but let's get to the show so we're gonna start off uh tickets went on sale and I believe they're all sold out now for Star Wars night uh happening this April I got the dates here uh maybe not um, oh yeah there I do I got we got April 16th 18th 23rd 25th 30th. Then again in May from the 2nd, 7th, and 9th. So, um, and I actually got tickets. Uh, Courtney got us tickets. We're going to be going with Skywalking and uh, some other friends. So, um, as you, you guys know, we did the Sweethearts Night. So, this is my first Star Wars night. So, I'm excited. Um, and it's also going to be happening during the opening of Seasons of the Force. So, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. uh have, have you guys, you guys haven't been to any of these after dark events? Have you, or
0: just Oogie Boogie Bash? Okay, I've
1: good. done a
2: handful of them. I did Christmas, I've done uh, <laughs> um, right. I did another one that I didn't. There's another one. I'm not, Arrow and I aren't the biggest fans of these after dark nights just because they are like they're heavily towards like getting your picture taken. We find like with all the display, like backdrops and characters, and we're not. Like we don't really, we don't like our t- picture being taken. So every time we leave, we feel like a little underwhelmed, but we True. do it to ourselves every time. But Halloween one I love because I get chocolate. <laughs> Hell yeah, Alex. Uh, chug, yeah, chug do Alex, just murdered a beer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's not for us. So it's, but I, I, I love seeing people have fun on the videos and stuff. They look cool.
1: Yeah, you definitely are not a picture taker because every time I'm trying to find a picture to share of you, I can never find one, so I always have the pirate hook hook one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The son of darkness, the son of no (laughs) photos.
1: Yeah, so what's going on here is, uh, let's see, the special admission ticket, enjoy Star Wars character sightings, event-themed menu selections, exciting entertainment, including a lightsaber instructional, and the fans of the Forest Costume Cavalcade, which is pretty cool because this is actual Star Wars parade slash cavalcade that the fans who are going to be there are uh, are able to participate in. So anytime you could be part of a Star Wars slash Disney parade is, I think, pretty cool. Um, a celebration that invites guests dressed in Star Wars costumes to join and march down Main Street USA, plus discover special Star Wars-themed photo opportunities, merchandise, and more. So uh, we'll get all the more stuff here soon. But um, like we mentioned, this also takes place... During the return of the Seasons of the Force, which hasn't happened since, I believe, 2015. Maybe happened in 2016, too. I do not remember. Sounds,
2: about, sounds about right.
1: Yeah, but sounds like they're going to incorporate both Tomorrowland and Galaxy's Edge. Plus, throughout the park to Main Street, the hub, Fantasyland. So.
0: They haven't said, but I would presume uh, Hyperspace Mountain makes its return.
1: It is supposed to come back, yes. And rumored I, mean, I believe when we first announced that we we're getting the updated uh star tours they did say from what i remember um they said spring 2024 uh, i believe i even heard april which would put it right in time with this and little side note also i believe april 26th and 27th uh is star wars night at the angels so that they're doing back-to-back star wars nights uh cool. in uh in with this uh uh, seasons of the Force, so that's very awesome. Um, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I'll just go from Seasons of the Force. I'll start with Alex.
0: I mean, being that we don't really know what's to come of that, uh Hyper-space Mountain, always cool. I'm excited uh, being that it's been a while since they've done Season of the Force to see what could be expanded. I, I In talking to you guys the last couple of times, I said it would be really cool if they debuted those new uh, Star Tours scenes during season of the Force, uh, albeit if it's exclusive to the Star Wars nights or what. Um, as I'm sure that would bring a, a much needed draw to that side of Disneyland uh, for Star Tours. You know, with everything being down on the west side of the park right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always down for Darth by chocolate. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, I, I do take a big interest in seeing what is put behind a paywall, what is going to be different during the day uh, versus available exclusively to star Wars night ticket holders. Um, And luckily for all you guys listening, you're going to get every angle of that from us here as uh, we're all going to be there during season of the forest. Joe's going to be there for star Wars night. And of course uh, you'll get that full star Wars month coverage from the Disney universe podcast that you have known to love over on our YouTube channel. so Absolutely. I'm sure you'll get a lot of Parks content in with that, too.
1: Absolutely. What about you, Ryan? What, what are you looking forward to the most? Oh, you already know. It's food. <laughs> um,
2: uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm sure they'll have some special food for Season of the Force, like, alone. And then I'm sure you'll get extra at night. Uh, I really hope we get Darth by Chocolate. And they had a burger that I missed out on. I don't remember when. It was a vader burger and the buns were black
1: wasn't yeah. like a mustafar burger or something maybe something like that i want that I so
2: bad there
0: a mustafarian lava cake as well
2: oh okay maybe that was, yeah, I, yeah I,
0: the burger it's just like the one from burger king that makes your poo black
2: yeah yeah uh so yeah that at right all
0: yeah uh, I mean, that poo black silence right there <laughs> you know? nothing I'm, awkward about a good poo black silence in the middle of the pod <laughs> there's nothing silent about my black poo either (laughs) sorry it's just going down the toilet
1: (laughs) oh man I gotta have my soundboard back up
0: Uh, um,
2: yeah I'm sure the only difference will be food and photo ops um, and characters I'm sure everything else will be the same you might get like uh, maybe like Darth Vader walking down Main Street or something but that's what that's just what I think Uh, but yeah the, the food i hope i hope we get some food options um yeah that's really it that's all i want from season of the forest
1: sorry i just when you said seeing vader down main street i just i saw this reel today and it was vader showing up uh, a, a cosplayer vader showing up at, at a school and high-fiving all the kids and the kids are so excited and the, the the caption on like the meme of it was apparently none of these kids saw episode six or episode three <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, um but we did mention uh, Star Tours is supposed to be updated. They did announce that um, the only thing they have announced was uh, Ahsoka is going to be incorporated. So we're all kind of guessing. I don't say predicting, but even hoping that uh, it's even not just Ahsoka, but maybe multiple characters from the Mandoverse. And um, I think I'd also before we kind of uh, ask him a good idea, like, well, what, what, you know, scenes would we like to see? before we get to that, I would like to see them also get rid of the 3d. Uh, We've all been on cosmic rewind and we've all been on guardians, uh, uh, mission breakout. They can have 3d effects without 3d glasses now, uh, in my opinion. So I think they can use anyways, uh, make it look very clear, but, uh, what would you guys like to see in the new star tours? I'll start with Ryan this time.
2: Um, one scene I think would be pretty cool. Is that like, I th- I'm pretty sure it's the final battle from uh, Boba Fett, when um, like oh, okay. Boba Fett, Mando, Cad Bane, um, the Rancor. <laughs> yeah, the Rancor. Uh, Boba on the Rancor. Like I think I think that would be a really cool scene to fly around in. Uh, I was I was thinking Obi Wan Invader fight from the Obi Wan scene, but I don't I don't think there's enough going on for the ride.
0: That, that's Mos Eisley, right? Already
1: no, they're they're on another planet. In boba fett? oh no he's oh, an obi-wan invader
2: yeah. so. i w- i ju- i jumped um i was i would want the see vader and Bo- uh, obi-wan fight that i think that'd be cool but i don't think there's enough going on so yeah i think that boba fett final scene would be cool
1: yeah because that could be cool like the speeder gets shot down briefly so it's street level yeah until r2 fixes it or you know
0: maybe the rancor starts charging at the star speeder and then r2 yeah. fixes it <laughs>
1: I like you see
2: Boba Fett fall hey, or or
0: Grogu steps in front to stop it. Oh, yeah. dude, that would be so. Good.
2: They would. They could totally do that too.
0: That would yeah. work. And he lo- call me imaginary.
1: Yeah. And he'd look right at the speeder and just like, Whoo. yeah. Uh, that no, that that's pretty rad, dude. Uh, what about you, Alex? Maybe Where he like
0: he he sends a churro from somebody in the <laughs> speeder, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mentioned it before we started recording, but it's got to be the space whales, man, uh, hitting light speed with the Pergil um flying to peridia um or, or or i don't care anywhere space whales are flying to i think that would be rad um and just trying to think of other kind of aeronautical scenes from the mandoverse there were a lot of really cool uh dogfights in that season 3 of mandalorian in his new n1 starfighter so maybe getting something where you're, uh, what was that? The the opening episode with uh, him and Bo-Katan where they, or was that the second episode where they were fighting around uh, her castle?
1: Yeah, that was like, the second one. I was actually going to say uh, I had two because of course I can't have just one, but the first one was the, uh, the pirate fight over Navarro, the dog fight uh, that, that was you a good mentioned one
0: too with Vane.
1: Yeah. And In the, the ship the and everything.
0: Yeah, Mandalorian Shard's face coming in <laughs> on the little screen in the in the star speeder.
1: Yeah. Space broccoli.
0: Um uh, garbage pail shard. Yeah.
1: But then also the battle of uh Mandalore, uh with all then you see all the Mandalorians on jetpacks and kinda like flying That'd around
0: you're talking the original battle on Mandalore,
1: like no. what we see at the end of uh, the season three. Yes,
0: like yeah, fly, like, flying over Mandalore would be a good one. Too. Like flying
1: be- through there and even getting like into the water, where you kind of see the mythosaur go away. Then you kind of fly yes. out. You fly Crash out down. into the battle.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. So
1: that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get some of that. And oh man, yeah, I mean, they've got to do the pergils. That would that would be so awesome. <laughs> that would be
2: such a missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, what would be a really funny one. I don't think it would be good, but uh the Princess Leia chase scene from Obi Wan—that no. <laughs> <laughs> brutal chase scene, just
1: <laughs> a slow ride going with behind Leia. The one with flea being chased uh, by flea, yeah,
0: <laughs> on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, they're on foot. That
1: would be yeah, it's <laughs> just it would be funny. Nice. Well, uh, hopefully, we get some of those. I'm sure we will, because. There were some pretty iconic scenes uh, recently between Mando and Ahsoka.
0: And and Uh, I actually like how in Star Tours, they don't worry about the timeline, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I I think that's great to have a place where they can say, hey, let's check out all these different awesome, you know, galaxies, planets, characters, and let's throw them in a magic eight ball or roll the dice and just see what comes up. You know, I think that's a lot of fun. It's as... We've seen, obviously, they tried to initially avoid with Galaxy's Edge and now have kind of succumbed to. So we'll see if they continue to trend in that direction uh, or otherwise.
2: A, yeah. a cool little start to the ride. Like, you know how you usually like in a, I don't know what the word is, but there's a bunch of ships around you. like a get
0: Some spaceport?
2: Yeah. Um, if you see Luke's ship land, him get out and just like, destroy a bunch of those uh, the, uh dark troopers the dark troopers and then you see through <laughs> i like hey we got to get out of here and you like back up and take off that'd be a cool little start <laughs> that
1: would be
0: how about uh what is it Mandalore, mandalorian season two the the one with the prison escape
1: yeah uh, the uh, prison where, escape. where they uh
0: where he flies away from the place but he sets the beacon so the uh the rangers come in rangers of the new republic come in and blow up uh where Those other two guys are can't remember their names, but
1: yeah, the dude from Sons of Iron yeah, <laughs> that'd
0: be um, a good one, too.
1: One thing that I hope they do that they've only done at Disneyland, I think, once or twice. But being that it's Seasons of the Force, you want to see a lot of quick character stuff, they got to do like Ray and Kylo Ren battles on the bridges and the scaffolding that are around the two. That would be cool, I think. They, I mean you could do blasters with like stormtroopers and little sparks effects and everything. So,
0: yeah, I mean, they're doing it over in, uh, Avengers campus with the choreographed fight scenes. There's no reason why they can't do it in galaxy's edge. And, you know, we've seen in, in the Avengers campus, it's become a nice little draw to just either be passing through or actually plan a time to stop and watch those little things. Even, uh, at one point was holiday themed uh, with the tracksuit mafia from Hawkeye too.
1: Yeah. But they have all the, like they built that, all those ramps and everything for that. And I think they've only done it a few times, maybe even more at Disney worlds, uh, galaxy's edge where they're fighting and stuff. So hopefully we get more of that during the seasons of the force. That'd be cool. Yeah, but yeah, you guys uh, pay attention, not pay attention. Uh, be sure to subscribe and uh, check out our socials and pay attention to those uh, when we go, because there will be a lot of content, Star Wars content coming up over the next couple of months. And stick with Star Tours. Uh, we have been watching, at least me and Alex, have watched the first three episodes of The Bad Batch. Uh, this is the third and final season. Um, this is a show, I think. I think I'll, I, Alex enjoys this a lot more than I do but I do like where it's going and especially in the third episode so or the first three episodes here uh, so um it's been a week we can kind of get some spoilery stuff if you'd like but uh what are your thoughts so far on the first three episodes or or even uh, what you think of the show as a whole too kind of leading into the first three?
0: Well, as far as the show as a whole, I, I think it's fun. It's it's weird because while it is kind of a spiritual successor to the Clone Wars and kind of takes place just after the Clone Wars, we do even have a uh, uh, arc with Clone Force ninety nine, which is the Bad Batch uh, introduced in the end of the Clone Wars uh, series. But to me, it has more of a uh, rebel sort of feel. And obviously the animation is newer, so it's going to be kind of closer to that as well. Um, To me, the thing that makes it, and I think, Joe, you've kind of turned me into a little bit of a score nut. Oh, no. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, Kiner Music, Kevin Kiner and his family, uh, they kill it. And shout out to uh, Screen Crush and Ryan Airy and his weekly breakdowns of each episode. But it it was with last season – In uh, season two, he kind of made note of the different choices they were making with the music and and how they kind of even embraced different genres and styles of music to go with each different episode. And so this season, I've been a a lot more uh, just kind of more in tune with it and noticing and even found myself just kind of closing my eyes and feeling the music at points. Um, it, It is I, I, I guess to me, it just is, is, much higher class than animated score should be it, yeah. you know, worthy of live action, uh, uh, star Wars. I hope that they do get the opportunity to score some live action star Wars. It almost feels like kinder music, uh, speaking to the family as a whole is almost the spiritual successor to John Williams in the way that Filoni and Favreau are kind of trying or, or, taking the reins from what George Lucas started for us Um, in in even kind of, you know, I, I don't know if there's a gap in between of other people who were in there giving us star Wars stories, but from a audio musical standpoint, they set the tone and not even set the tone, but they raise the bar a little bit higher for whatever you're watching. So for people like Ryan, who just can't get into animation the same way, I think it kind of raises it to a bit of a higher level. Um so that that's been, you know, the biggest thing I noticed more so this season than in previous seasons. Um but then, you know, just kind of I don't know if we want to still call it the retcon of uh the the uh somehow palpatine returned that they've been continuously doing every step of the way since that happened, but you know, we got the the nod to project necromancer And obviously they've been working on, you know, the whole cloning situation. There's a lot of tie-ins to things we've seen in live action and otherwise. And, uh, you know, again, shouting out to uh, Screen Crush, um, potential lineages to characters we'll see in live action in the future. So I'm excited to see where the season goes. Obviously, knowing it is the final season, I feel that not only will we get closure with these characters, but... um, more connections to the universe that's already built out ahead of it, uh, Star Wars Rebels, um, and of course the the sequel trilogy.
1: Well, well done, sir. Uh, I don't think I could top what you just said. So I'll just say, uh, so far, uh, on a show, I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the show. It's just uh, the reason why it kind of lacks to me. And I'm, I'm I'm starting with a negative and going with a positive. But the reason why it kind of lacks to me is because when they were first introduced in season seven of the Clone Wars, they were the badass, you know, Clone Force 99. And so once the season started, I felt like they kind of watered them down and dumbed them down a little bit. Uh, But there's still some really good storylines and and the animation has been top notch. The music, like you said, Kiner and uh, Kiner music uh, has been top notch and he's been doing it since Clone Wars. So he's just... Upping his game and the family's game, he's his son and daughter. Did he do just- Clone
0: Wars and Rebels?
1: Yeah. 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 And so, uh
0: Einer and uh Filoni are kind of like a package deal.
1: Exactly. And didn't
0: uh, do any of the live action stuff?
1: No, not the yet.
0: Universe? No that's that was- uh, what's his name? Ludwig uh is Yeah, all over that. Yeah. And
1: but uh but this season so far, uh, especially the ties with the Empire and the Emperor and is just, this is where I thought last season was going to go. So it looks like it's really going to focus. And so it, it has been a solid start uh, to the season. And being that they actually have something to fight for, I don't think that a hunter and wrecker are very watered down like they've been in the past, but it's, it's just a real good season so far. And like I said, it's only three episodes in, uh, we're getting 15 episodes. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's a solid start. And I, mean, I know, and like I said, I said, I'm not I'm a huge fan, but this is people love this show and all right too. So I'm loving that everybody's glad that there's more Star Wars back again. So
0: that's right, everybody. Address all uh, Joey's bad batch hate at uh, <laughs> uh I, I, I at one of our uh, group chats, I was when he said that he didn't really like it or wasn't as big a fan, I was like, what? Because Joe's always about anything Star Wars, but I neglected to. Recognize that not being as big a fan doesn't mean that you don't like it. It just means it's exactly. your favorite. Um, and exactly. to what you were saying about them being badasses before, I almost kind of forgot that until episode three uh, when we see Crosshair using his abilities, uh, getting them out of there. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're still badasses. And, you know, I think since the beginning, I was kind of hoping for the Crosshair Redemption arc. He had some. Great episodes at the end of uh, season two.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so those were yeah. the best episodes, in my opinion, of last season were the crosshair specific episodes. And, and I'm just, I, the thing I'm sad about is I hope D. Bradley Baker is not out of work after this show because he voices so many damn clones that, uh, but at least he's still eagerly in a peacemaker when that comes back for season two.
0: I didn't check to see. And uh, I, I guess we'd have to pull it up or somebody can can get on the comments about us. but episode two of this new season, um, we got uh, Hunter and wrecker uh, encounter they, they followed a, a, a lead to where the uh, experiment uh, the labs may be where they are holding uh, both crosshair and Omega and encounter some clone teens. Um, and I said when I was watching with Addy, I was like, I bet you that's Daniel Logan doing the voice. It was. Ah, ah, I knew it. I knew which,
1: it. Which which bummed me out. Not bummed me out because I'm a big fan of Daniel Logan. He's such a big nerd and fan of Star Wars as it is and loves what he's doing. But this episode came out on Wednesday, and he was at a uh, local Stockton Con on Saturday. So the fact to be able to see him so close after uh, episode would have been pretty
0: awesome. Did
1: but I was having some got
0: to Stockton Con.
1: No, I, I was at a, a special uh, tiki party.
0: That's right. That's right. And that no... in SoCalCon. Well, that, yeah. that's awesome for him, though. Like right on. I know if uh, I believe he was included in that uh, kind of uh, Jeremy Bullock tribute sort of about the character of Boba Fett that came out before Book of Boba Fett talking about the three uh, guys who have portrayed Boba Fett through the years. Um, And so it's cool to kind of see him because his situation is really unique as he played the young character in live action, got to voice him a little bit and animated, and then almost kind of aged out of it. But because obviously the clones are all the same voice, um, having having him show up in this uh, was cool because while I'm sure D. Bradley Baker could have done it, His voice uh, fits much better for the younger aged clone. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's awesome for him. And it must have been really cool being at a con after actively recently being in a uh, a property.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, so far, so good. Uh, I'm sure maybe at some time Ryan might tap in. But I would tap into some of the other shows first.
0: But. We'll see. Maybe maybe we'll do like a video telethon where like you guys can all send in donations, and we can watch Ryan <laughs> watch the entire series of Bad Batch leading up to the finale. Telling you know, we'll just get the like like get the. I'm down. Like, I'll, I'll do my best, Leslie Nope telethon impression. It'll be great.
1: Nice. Well, let us know too in in this comments what you guys think about Bad Batch.
0: Be right, <laughs> Play. I am putting on flambé We'll
1: prepare and serve with flair A culinary cabaret You're alone oh, and you're scared oh, But the banquet's oh, all prepared oh, No one's gloomy or complaining While the flatware's entertaining We tell jokes, I do tricks With my
0: fellow candlesticks Put it all in perfect Taste that you can
1: Come on and lift your glass You've won your own free pass To be our Stressed, it's fine dining. We suggest be our guests, be our guest, be our guest. All right, now, so we are going to be talking about something that we love. You know, we love our food, and food and wine is just around the corner. And we didn't want to torture Ryan by reading a list back to back shows like he did or or you course. guys,
0: we didn't want to torture you guys. <laughs> exactly, I so
1: apologize. We, I granted, don't speak good granted, English. Granted, these are easier to pronounce but one thing i i will say is the food at uh, lunar new year was fire it was so good i i look forward to going back again but that's in the past we're in the present food and wine we're going to do something slightly different than we did alex what are we doing uh with this year's food and wine uh list off i guess
0: Well, you guys know uh, me and we here at the DU love a good draft. We look forward to our Parks Fantasy Draft in the fall to go along with Fantasy Football Draft season. And being that we are celebrating Disney Universe Episode 150, I thought it would be kind of cool to kind of each of us pick five items from the food and wine menus this year that we're excited to try. So obviously us here, day of recording, is before – Food and Wine Open. So we can't say these are must tries as none of us have tried them yet, um, unless they happen to be uh, items from previous years, as some of them are. Um, But they are items that we are excited to try. So we're going to do it in a draft sort of format where we will go in order, uh, as I just mentioned to us, I believe off recording, in order of which we will be experiencing Food and Wine Festival this year. Uh, Joe will be hitting it up first on opening weekend uh, because of Adventureland Day. Uh, Ryan will be going at the beginning of April. um, And then Joe and I will be back that final weekend of food and wine. So we should have good opportunity to be able to try most of, if not all of these items, of which you can look forward to seeing from us on our Instagram account. So again, make sure that you're following us over there. So we will start with Joe. We'll go to Ryan and then myself. We're going to go just kind of in order. Uh, Like I said, I I hope and expect there to be some overlap here, which is why we all kind of highlighted more than five things. At the end, you are going to have the DU top 15 most sought after or most desired items from food and wine. And we will share this as our own little cool infographic on Instagram. So you guys can use it as a reference. When you're out there hitting the Food and Wine Festival booths and deciding where you want to use that last chip of the Sip and Saver Pass. Don't worry about it. Disney Universe got you.
1: We got you. So, disclaimer, yes, I will be at the park first, but I will not be food and whining until I'm there with Alex. But that's okay. Come on, I'll be you're, you're
0: always food and whining at Disneyland. Well, yeah, exactly. What do you mean? You're but, not, not going to go in DCA when you're over there? Not during Adventureland Day. Not at all?
1: Not during that day.
0: Do you Early always stay in Adventureland day? that day?
1: There's so much going on. I mean, I could probably do it at night, but uh, there's so much going on. And evenings usually end off in uh, Trader Sam's. But it'll be crowded out there, so we'll play it by ear. But it's I'm, I'm not planning anything outside Adventureland Day right now. So we're playing it, everything by ear on that.
0: Tap, tap, tap. Commissioners coming to the microphone with these new developments coming at hand. <laughs> the draft order will now be changed. We will start with Ryan, then go to Joey and myself.
1: Well, I still uh, got the power.
0: Like he he won't be there until the same time as me either, <laughs> as he will have Adventureland Day and Star Wars night before he gets uh to his food and whining.
1: Well, I still got the power of the uh button. So <laughs> Even though we're
0: not on uh, YouTube right now, <laughs> they, can't, they can't see.
1: <laughs> it doesn't.
0: Nothing has changed.
1: Except that Ryan.
0: Oh, the power of the mute button. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was like, you can mute me. You can unmute me, too. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't care. Y'all can pick whatever the hell you want. I got my list of 10. I'm ready to ride.
1: I got my list. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. We'll go fair. Go. Okay.
2: We're going to start off with the barbecue pulled pulled pork mac and cheese with crispy dill pickle onions from Nuts About Cheese.
0: Thank you. I'm glad you added in the booths. You can find them in uh, I wrote those all down as well. That that is an awesome choice. That was it didn't make my list of 10, but it is something I was looking at. I think there are three mac and cheesy type things yeah. and that was the only one I didn't have on my uh on my list, but I'm excited to check anytime you say mac and cheese at Disneyland, I'm about that with some pulled pork? Yeah. Let's go. Dill pickle pickle crisp pickle onion. I'm not sure what that's all about. I'm interested. I'll put it in my mouth, but that's what she said. We'll see. But (laughs) it's part of the DU most most desired, most excited for. We'll figure out a good name for this list before we put it in print.
1: You want to hear something funny? That was my number one. (laughs) Hey. <laughs> you just dropped a McCaffrey under me. <laughs> That's okay, though. The, the
0: overlap is good.
2: It's okay. My players know the rules of overtime. Oh. Oh, sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. I had to do it. You lob, you lobbed that up.
1: Okay, now Ryan's muted. <laughs> so whose turn is it now?
0: That's you, man. You're, you're oh, going okay. to be there twice before me. Whether or not you choose to food and wine about it is up to you.
1: So, I'm going to try something. This is out of my element. Uh, I'm not a big bowel person, but I got to find out where it's at. Oh, here it goes. It is at the California Craft Brews, and this is the Cheeseburger Bow. That looks good.
2: That was on my list.
1: Yeah, so that sounds uh, pretty delicious to me. And, and that is on my there.
0: list as well. So, that, that uh, in, in the uh, words of Ordinary Adventures, this gets a Disney Universe star. It was on all three of our lists.
1: Nice. Right on. And,
0: and I was excited for this as it reminded me of the cheeseburger pods at Setuli Canteen in Disney World, which uh, I never got to try. So, very cool. Even and a little bit fancier.
1: And I don't have the official uh, list. Uh, I got the Gothic Rosie list. Uh, does this have any?
0: So that's a cheeseburger bow uh, with Thousand Island grilled onions and a pickle and tomato relish. It can be found at the California Craft Brews booth, uh, which I know Joe and I will be spending some time at. There's a huge list of brews. I omitted uh, alcoholic beverages from my list, especially beer. Uh, You may even go check us out over on Fresh Hops podcast because I'll definitely be mentioning some of that when we're down there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I we could do a quick little brew brew list at the very end of this. Uh, I mean, you you'll
0: see it you'll see it on Instagram, but yeah, we 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 leave the brews in here. I am excited like California Craft Brews had enough West Coast IPAs. Just yeah. West Coast IPAs that they're going to have a West Coast IPA flight.
1: Exactly. Oh. Ryan and Ryan's like, "Huh?"
0: <laughs> so I didn't make you note of the You're fact needed. that this is on all three of our lists as well.
1: Hey, Ryan, you're muted, and I didn't do it. You definitely did it. You muted me. You didn't unmute me. I haven't even had you. Whatever. That's okay.
2: Um, I was saying I would really appreciate it if next year they had a Chalky Milk flight for us toddlers.
1: They do a Chuck E. Cheese down the street, but... Goofy's Kitchen. (laughs)
2: Goofy's
0: Kitchen. You know, there, no Chalky Milk, but, I mean, we can get kind of close. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick something since Ryan... Wants to list his love of Chalky Milk. Uh, This is not an alcoholic beverage, but a beverage featured at the Golden Dreams booth. And this is the Blueberry Pancake Cold Brew featuring Joffrey's uh, Mexican Roast Coffee, maple syrup, brown butter syrup, and demerara syrup with blueberry sweet cream, oat milk, and cinnamon crumble cereal or crumbled cinnamon cereal on top i've mentioned before how i've become a big fan of the uh seasonal cold brews at disneyland i think that's kind of the next thing from all our different seasonal churros we find around the parks i've had some great ones and i think this one's going to be up there um with the great ones and i'm definitely stoked to try that out yeah that that what booth uh that is at the golden dreams booth golden dreams i'm looking for a picture I don't think there's going to be a picture because it's just a cold brew coffee, but you know,
2: it sounds delicious. I didn't even see that.
0: Yeah. That's, that's going to be a tasty one. I always like to get a cold brew. Oh, yeah, There is a picture. When Oh, there's a picture of it. Yeah. yeah Returning to the park after that afternoon break, nice cold brew, pick me up, get you going. Uh, and, and generally you're going to find a much shorter line for these cold brews um, than Starbucks. Also generally mobile orderable. Although I know, uh, the festival carts are not. But in, in the other places around the park where you can find the seasonal cold brews, you can usually mobile order them.
1: I'd much rather have Joffrey's Coffee than Starbucks anyways. Yes. Just insane.
0: All right. Anyone else have that on their list? No, uh, I do now, but. <laughs> no cheating. Just no, my just list. But we, we'll, we'll go back to Ryan.
2: Okay. Well, I think these would go. Well, maybe they we will see. They might go well with a beer, but from
1: you muted yourself again. again. I'm not touching it, man. It's all you. <laughs> I did, It's just it's muting and unmuting. It might
2: be okay. Well, did you hear my pick? No. no. Oh, okay. So from Cluckadoodle, do the cheese pizza flavored wings.
1: Cluckadoodle moo moo. Oh, moo. Oh, I almost had that, but I didn't. Dang it! That that did look good though. Cluck a doodle, cluck a doodle moo. You're right.
0: Cluck a doodle moo. Yeah. Now I noticed this is a, a booth that has uh, been around a couple years, and as I was saying when I was going through the list, it always seems to feature something beef related and something chicken related, which is uh, not not a change this year. Um, those do sound interesting. it's funny because something on my list I think sounds really interesting. I'm excited about, but also sounds like it could be kind of gross. That's how I felt about these. I say they sound interesting. I'm interested about them, but I do think they could potentially be very bad as well.
2: I think it will just be wings with uh, like a cheddar seasoning and like a Italian seasoning. I don't I don't think it's gonna be anything too crazy. Like, I don't think there'll be like cheese on it.
1: It sounds good, though. Mm-hmm.
2: Did
0: you have those on your list, Joe? I almost, but I didn't. That's OK. What do you have on your list, Joe? I do
1: have uh, you're going to see a kind of a uh, theming on the rest of my stuff that I'm ordering, but I got the shrimp Papa's Locos, uh, which I do not have a picture of. Let me see where that is at. Uh, Peppers Caliente. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, is there a picture of it on there? Yeah, but...
0: there is. Yeah, It's, it's the, just, I don't know if you got the description right there, but go ahead. It... Uh, I don't have it on my list, but I remember I... it was like, I believe a, uh, cheese flavored potatoes, cheddar, um... bacon,
2: potatoes with jalapeno cheese sauce and chipotle shrimp.
0: There okay.
2: You
1: go. See, I, cause I that... like I said, I'm, I'm re- I'm reading out of the Gothic Rosie list, which just has what it is. Not really a description. But you had me a shrimp and you had me a papas. and I figured locas was gonna be good. So uh, sounded crazy, sounds delicious. at what you guys described, yeah, I'm definitely it's definitely on my list now. Just just a heads
2: up to everyone that booth is spicy.
1: Yeah, I could tell. So I mean, it's, it's got to be peppers cayente. <laughs> I had their shrimp
2: uh, last food and wine. It was like a different version, and the um, like the empanada. I couldn't finish it. It was too spicy for me. But good to know. But if you can handle spice, go for it. It, Like it tastes good. It just, it hurts.
1: Yeah. So this might be something that I won't be sharing with Courtney because she cannot handle spice. (laughs) Don't let her try. (laughs) Oh, I'm not. It's so spicy. But this sounds delicious. So yeah, I will definitely be trying this one. Anybody else have that?
0: What's that? I did Did not have that. Now, I'm not a seafood lover, although it does sound really good and who knows if that's something Addie's interested in trying, you may see me jumping outside of my comfort zone to check this one out.
1: Yeah. At, le- at least get out of the shrimp and get the uh, bacon covered potatoes.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, don't know. I will not kick those out of bed. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I got, so I got, you know, the one I had mentioned that I, I think sounds really interesting, but could be gross. I'm going to save that. Cause I don't think you guys have it on your list. Um, And I'm going to go with one that I think both of you have on your list. This is a returning favorite from previous food and wine festivals uh, from the garlic kissed booth. And this is the grilled top sirloin with roasted garlic Gruyere smashed potatoes and a garlic chimichurri, a black garlic chimichurri sauce. That was my Uh, next pick. I, I will be using two. Uh, uh, festival chips on that To get a, a nicer portion um, And maybe even having it each day I'm pretty sure I know this was Sidebar from a music festival I went to in Vegas uh, There's a, a restaurant called BBD's Beers, Burgers, and Desserts And they had what was basically Like a Big Mac But cooked like a White Castle burger With the steam and the onions wow. And they were at Life is Beautiful Life is Beautiful Music Festival. I went and had that burger each day of the festival. It was so damn good. And I have yet to go seek it out uh, on return trips to Vegas. God knows the way menus change, they probably don't have it anymore. But if they do, and if you are in Vegas at beers, burgers, and desserts, burgers, beers, and desserts, I don't know which. I love all three things. You can call it desserts, beers, and burgers for all I care. Um, If you happen by that restaurant, check that burger out because it was amazing um anyway back to I, food and wine festival
1: i remember you talking about that that sounded amazing
0: yes uh grilled top sirloin with the garlic gruyere smashed potatoes and black garlic chimichurri it's coming from the garlic kiss booth. this is a returning uh favorite i know they mentioned at the beginning of the foodie guide that they had over 80 uh new items this year uh, this is not one of them um and it, it did seem most of the stuff was new. I don't know if there were slight changes to some things because a lot of things did seem familiar. Um, but I don't believe I got to try this one in the past. Um, and I'm going headfirst first into it uh, here this year. Let's I did back not back.
1: have that on my list, but that sounds delicious. I, I kind of did my list really quick. So I didn't really get a, look at it much but yeah that's the
0: beautiful thing of us putting this list together because now we're gonna leave here and we're all gonna have a nice list of 15 things so nobody's gonna be worried about what to do with their extra chits at the end of the night the extra little tabs disney universe got you covered but i'm gonna mark that as alex and ryan both had that on the list so far we've only got one disney universe star with that cheeseburger bow Yeah, Uh, but we got a lot of space to have more. Yeah, Ryan, what you got?
2: Okay, we're gonna go with a dessert this time. So let me make. Am I muted? I'm good. Okay, California Craft Brews. I'm gonna go with the s'mores caramel tart. Grand cracker tart shell filled with caramel
0: and chocolate ganache, topped with a toasted marshmallow. Dang. I did not have this on my list, but again, knowing how many times I will be at that booth, I will probably end up getting it. Oh yeah, for sure. Not, not for against it. I'm it sounds fine. great. I think that's just a, a matter of me trying to prioritize other things. Uh, for as far as the list yeah. goes,
1: that sounds delicious. Yeah, uh, not on my list, but again, yeah, like Alex said, <laughs> yeah, that's not super awesome. I will that 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 might be my. Number
2: one, I'm looking forward to. I'm a big s'mores guy.
1: What booth was that again?
2: Uh, the uh, California Craft Brews. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, so you got the cheeseburger bow, the the s'mores tart, and like all the awesome beers under the sun. I mean, basically, I'm just buying a ticket to Disneyland to sit there all day.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend bringing your stretchy pants.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll get a Fresh Hops episode the day you and I are there, and we'll just get all the beer flights. That works for me. Hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to twist his arm.
0: <laughs> flights and then soar over California.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, catch flights, not feelings <laughs> with the Disney <laughs> Universe and Fresh Hops podcast.
1: <laughs> so, uh, my turn, I guess? Yes,
0: sir. Back to you, my friend.
1: Alrighty, well, I'm going back. Did I go back? I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to the excuse me the la style booth and going with the carnita style pork belly with esquete's corn mac salad uh featuring it looked like a tahini habanero sauce and this is i like that they throw this it's a new to the menu so um it looks i don't it looks delicious to me i don't know about you guys but
0: that was on my list sir Ah, nice uh, yeah, the, the picture makes it look very delightful. Um, yeah, just like a thick cut piece of pork belly. What kind of throws me off is the carnita style, because at least what I understood carnita style as was like a shredded pork. So I, I'm guessing it's the seasoning. It ju- I mean, it just looks like a piece of ribs without the bone or like a giant piece of bacon um, with what... Could only be described as like spicy corn mac and cheese behind it. I know it's not. It's a it's a corn mac salad. So yeah. I, I'm assuming it'll be cold. I love mac salad. I love corn. I love spice. I love pork meat. Done. Done. Done.
1: <laughs> this looks like s- sweet and savory. Kind of looks like a uh, like a spam masubi in a way. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for this. I'm I'm actually surprised it's my number three uh, pick. I would. I, this could easily be number one or two. So. Did you
2: you have this Ryan or no? I don't like pork belly, so no. Okay, I don't like the texture. I'm a t- I'm a big texture guy. Oh yeah,
0: it's all about that fatty meat. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Mm-mm. crunchy and fatty melts in your mouth. <laughs> That's <why> me meat.
2: <laughs> What about yeah, you? Satisfying.
0: <laughs> I believe it is back to me. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to continue to save my wild card. Um. And I'm going to go with, I have I have a, quite a few things on here that are returning. So I'm going to go with one that I believe was new uh, and it will be new to me as I am generally not an impossible sort of guy. Uh, this is coming from the Earth Eats stand and it's the Impossible Chicken, chicken Parmesan Bites uh, served with tomato and cheese sauces. Uh, with Parmesan cheese uh, shredded on top. It basically looks like chicken nuggets with marinara and cheese sauce and Parmesan cheese. Of course, it is from the Impossible Meat or Not Meat Company, whatever the hell they are called. Uh, I generally avoid these things. And I don't know. My, my only good reasoning why, as I always say, is someone who enjoys meat and doesn't really enjoy not meats if you didn't tell me it wasn't meat, I'd probably enjoy it more than if you did tell me it was not <laughs> same way. If you didn't tell me eggs were in it, or if you didn't tell me fish was in it, I might enjoy it more. And you know, maybe it changed things, but at least seeing the picture, knowing my love for Chicky parm and, uh, yeah, I mean, be, being on vacation and wanting to try something different to share with all you guys here at Disney universe. Um, I've I made my list. I'm excited to check it out. Um, and now we can say that the uh, Disney Universe uh, desired food and wine list at least is friendly to those who uh, <laughs> don't necessarily enjoy meat. So we'll throw the impossible chicky parm in there. Anybody else?
1: Uh, no.
2: There <laughs> <laughs> There is uh, no meat in that, so Thank I uh, skipped it.
1: But I got a question before we start our next round. Is, let's see, is plant based also mean not meat?
0: So, yes, I would think so. Although I was confused when I was reading it because I was like, why wouldn't they, why, first of all, why would they say like steak bites if it's plant based? I don't know if they're like, well, the cow eats plants and so it's plant based in that way, but I'm Hmm. assuming it just means they're using a non, like a meat substitute product that is not impossible brand, impossible brand, obviously being signed on corporate wise through Disney. Um, So yeah, if it says plant-based, I do not think there's meat in there. I did avoid a few of those, although some of them look good.
1: Okay. Well, it looks like I have to reselect my next one, but <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> um.
2: We don't have to pick from the booth, right?
0: As long as it looking. was on the food and wine list. I have one that uh, okay. wasn't from a booth. And I even I, – I mentioned uh, uh, Splitsville earlier because they had something I was looking forward to as well.
2: Okay. I am going to go with from Paradise Garden Grill, the loaded baked potato, seasoned steak tips and barbecue baked beans topped with cheese sauce, Tangy slaw and green onions. Plant-based. I sh- ah. I-, I take it back. I take it back.
0: I take, <laughs> take it back. It into yeah. the
2: no. Take I take it back. It back. <laughs> okay, we're Look gonna head over to the it's
0: Steak though, right? Doesn't say steak?
2: <sighs> I don't want it if it's not steak.
0: But does it say steak?
2: What did you read? Yeah, it says it says steak, but yours it says also steak, says steak,
0: Disney. What are you trying to do? Telling us it's steak and then telling us it's plant-based. Make it make sense. Yeah, like you're you out chicken. here like Taylor Swift sending mixed signals about our food. Okay, I'm not trying to spend I, chits on things that are not that are not meat-based. Okay, okay. All, all you vegetarians out there, send the ads to the Big Smooth Three O's. <laughs> don't get it food, right?
2: Okay, we're we're switching we're switching to the cappuccino cart real quick. I'm gonna go with the chocolate espresso loaf. Yay, chocolate that was espresso. on my list. Cake filled with chocolate mousse and topped with dark chocolate ganache and chocolate, and chocolate and white chocolate curls. I only messed up one word, guys.
0: <laughs> Shout out! Yeah, that was on my list as well. Um, it's, uh, cappuccino. That that was the one thing I had that wasn't coming from a food booth, uh, but Cappuccino Cart uh, generally has a good cold brew as well. And for those who uh, like the Joffrey's Coffee over at Starbucks, you can get that there. Also, if you're one who's looking for a uh, non-dairy milk, uh, you know, like almond or oat, as Addie likes in her coffees, you can get that there as well, Uh, as you can with Starbucks. But otherwise, around the park, it's generally just coffee. There's no non-dairy options.
1: Nice. Nice recovery. That's
2: that's bugging me.
0: Well,
1: I was going to go with, is it my turn? I was going to go with the Baja-style fish taco with cabbage, slaw, cilantro, lime, and pico de gallo, but that is plant-based. So, the,
0: the f- we're going to have to get to the bottom of this. I think, you yeah. know, at some point when we get there, we're going to have to get this potato, and we're going to have to get this taco, or at least just ask a cast member to find out what, what the deal is.
2: Maybe, Joey, could do some recon before. I,
1: I will left. find out. Listeners, if you know, let us know, too. So, so I am switching to the uh, this is at the nuts about cheese uh, booth or whatever the mickey shaped macaron made with snickers bar pieces chocolate mickey shaped macaron filled with caramel ganache and made with snickers bar pieces just like i said um that will definitely satisfy my sweet tooth i wasn't planning for dessert but it had me at snickers
0: That's a yes plastic. that that made my list nice right
2: uh, not on my list. It's just, it's been there for like three years in a row, I think. so. That
0: is a returning favorite. Yes. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that, that made my list. That sounds very good. Um, and I'm excited to try it. I know Addy is a big fan of macarons. Um, we've gotten a few of the different ones they've done at Disney over the different holidays, the alien macaron and the, uh, I believe the lunar new year macaron they do at, uh, not market house uh what, what's the one jolly holiday yeah yeah um so yeah uh we might have to be uh you're not do a you're not yourself when you're hungry uh tick <laughs> definitely yeah. grab a snickers <laughs> maybe uh standing in line for a, a plant-based item and then you snap <laughs> into the Snickers macaroon, and then we go into the, the pork belly. And bill
1: will be all like Big Bad Wolf, like, I'm going to huff.
0: I'm going to puff.
1: Here, you better have some of this. <laughs> you're not yourself when you're hungry. Some plant. We'll get the some plant-based
0: in- item, and then we'll just, like, shower it with, like, pieces of steak or pork belly or something.
2: Here's some you're not yourself when you're hungry,
0: plant-based <laughs> item.
2: Impossible plant-based pork belly. What? Nice. Uh, is that on there? No, I'm just messing with uh, you. I wonder if my wife might know what the uh difference is between plant-based and I am mute myself and ask her cuz she's a, she knows things like that. One second. We,
0: we do have a, a food truck around here that does uh plant-based food and they are first I'll say I will not say the name of the food truck. They are very good. I've had some of the items but as I have mentioned before, I think it's just kind of mind over matter. If, if you don't tell me it's plant-based, I probably would enjoy it as if it is not plant-based. And then when I find, you know, it's kind of like I can't believe it's not butter, but food. So um, maybe that's the case. Uh, I, my, my hunch is that it is just a plant-based item that does not have a sponsor that's willing to pay Disney to put their name on it. You know? sounds
1: fair enough. Yeah. I have
2: some info. Impossible breaking news. It, Impossible is a brand. Plant based is an umbrella. She said it's like a bathtub and a jacuzzi.
1: Kind of like what Alex kinda might have
0: <laughs> I don't know, I didn't have the headphones on. But I don't know. no, but yeah, I mean I like bathtubs and jacuzzis. It's like uh it's like Kleenex and facial tissue. Well,
1: even like Bo- Boca Burgers back in the day. or, or yeah, Kleenex. No,
0: th- There was another non-meat thing that was pretty big for a while, too. I forget what it was called. but well, I was going to say even it, like Kleenex is the brain,
1: not a tissue.
0: <laughs> it's like seeing Snickers on the menu because Snickers is Mars and they've paid Disney to have their name featured on the menu, you know? Yeah. You know, they also don't call them tater tots. They call them potato barrels or something.
1: Yeah, that was Uh, weird. We have have potato barrels.
0: (laughs) I don't think anyone owns the term tater tot, right?
1: I wouldn't think so. Unless
0: Orida has got a trademark on that, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. But I, I, I believe it's like Kleenex in facial tissue. Kleenex, we all call it Kleenex, but technically Kleenex is the brand. Where yeah. facial tissue is what you are blowing your nose.
1: It, it's like all Kleenex are tissues, but all tissues aren't Kleenex.
0: We're, we're going to have to put on, on the header for this, that there's a deep dive in the difference between <laughs> plant-based and impossible. Yes. Brought to you by impossible. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, that's confusing. Maybe they'll come on the show and uh, wow us with some stuff. Uh, Sidebar story. Uh, during COVID, uh, when I lived in San Francisco... Someone randomly, I I don't know if maybe I don't think our uh, building owner did it, but there was a delivery of groceries to our apartment and it was just sitting down in the lobby. And I remember, you know, it was a small building with three units. I knocked on the other units. No one ordered it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let this shit go to waste and brought it in. There was a bunch of milk and eggs, all kinds of stuff. And it had like two packages of impossible burger patties. And so at one point we chopped them up and used them in like a spaghetti bolognese uh, and it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, but again, I probably would have enjoyed it more if you didn't tell me it wasn't meat. <laughs> I, I, I would have been like, this is some weird taste of meat, but this is good. Impossible plant-based spaghetti. Yeah. It's impossible. You know why? Cause it's not, it's not <laughs> possible. It's not
1: meat. <laughs> Anyways, I believe it is your turn, sir.
0: That's what they should have called it. They should call it a bit possibly meat. Me? If they call it possibly meat, you know? Because then you're like, oh, well, maybe it's meat. They're not saying it's meat, so you can't do <laughs> them. Possibly. Possibly, possibly. Not, possibly so. It's possible. Brought to you by Possible Meats here at the universe.
1: Brought to you by Kevin Garnett. Everything is possible.
0: Everything is cool when you're part of a team. All right, let's see what I got that has not already been crossed. We got the macaron. We got the chocolate espresso loaf. See, I trusted you guys to pick things off my list, and you've done a good job. Nice. All right. That's I why got we're all friends. I got that off there, too. And I only got three things that haven't been picked here. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the one that I don't think either of you are going to pick in hopes that one of you will pick one of the other ones and then I can pick the last one. So this one is coming from the Golden Dreams booth. Um same place where you'll find our blueberry pancake cold brew. This is the frozen old fashioned. This is the one I was saying I'm really intrigued by. I'm a big bourbon whiskey fan, old fashioned fan, but I do think this has the potential to be a, a bunker. Uh, this is a non-alcoholic bourbon flavored ice cream on an ice cream ice cream bar form. It's got a bitters crema and orange zest glaze with cherry spheres, basically boba pearls on the outside. Um, and if you are familiar with old fashions, that's pretty much the flavors from an old fashioned you're gonna have bourbon, a little orange zest, bitters, and a cherry. Um, so I'm I'm excited to try that. That was actually the first thing on my list. But as I said, I did not think either of you would have it. Am, am I right?
1: I had it, but I swapped it. They lost me at non-alcoholic.
0: <laughs> well, we could get a shot of whiskey and just dip it in there. Yeah, but
1: it, but it does sound delicious because I love the flavor of an old fashioned by itself. So I probably I would drink this and I was looking at it until you I can't drink it. It's
0: an ice cream.
1: Oh, that's what I meant. Well, let it melt. It'll drink. You will I like lick it. it. <laughs> I,
0: that like that. End, I, w- I was surprised. Uh, Clarabelle's usually has a new uh, sort of uh, hard float that they've been doing. And yeah. it, they did not have one for food and wine. So maybe we'll just have to make a, a hard float with uh, some sort of adult beverage and that in it. But yeah, I will definitely be trying that. So you guys will will get the skinny on that and all these on the Disney Universe Instagram page.
1: Sweet, sweet. And it is the last choice for you, Ryan.
2: Yes. So, this last one, I'm going back and forth. I think they killed it. There's there's four churros out, and I think they killed it on all of them. They all sound delicious. I'm going to go with the cannoli churro at the churro stand in Hollywood Land. It is a churro rolled in cinnamon sugar topped with cannoli cream, chocolate chips, and puff pastries. So, that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, that sounds like good. It. Look good in the picture as well. Um, something I noticed they've kind of, when they started doing these uh, seasonal churros, they were just giving you the same full-length churro, trying to decorate them and have you hold it in a piece of paper. And it, it wouldn't hold up until they started cutting them in half, putting them in a little tray. And I think this is probably one of the ones that is best using that new format. As you see that cannoli cream piping kind of going right in between the two churro pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a fun one to eat. I think you probably pick up both pieces and almost eat it just like a cannoli.
1: Yeah. So as you guys know, I'm just all, I just want, I love plain basic churros, but I would eat the hell out of this one because they had me a cannoli. So um, a cannoli and a churro put together sounds like a match made in heaven. So. Um, I would definitely try this. Not on my list, but I would
0: definitely try this. Alex, was it on your list? It was not on my list. I didn't put any of the churros on there. I, I felt that was just kind of something I was going to do anyway. Also, I'm expecting Disneyland to to introduce some new churros, as at least the ones they have now are only on on the you know the schedule or the menu through the end of this month. So I'm sure guess- we get a blue in
2: the lightsaber churros. I've never had one of those, so I'm hoping those are there. They'll
1: probably yeah. have them.
0: Well, I mean, there's that whole month of March where they don't really have anything planned for Disneyland. So maybe they'll just use that time to finish up what they had from, uh, you know, Lunar New Year and prior uh, before Season of the Force. Um, maybe they'll introduce some other stuff. I, I know they don't. They, they did. there. There's nothing from Disneyland included in the Food and Wine foodie guide, just the parks the hotel uh, being Grand Californian and then downtown Disney. Um, So we shall see. I'm I'm kind of anxiously awaiting this weekend to see some uh, guides and Joe's trip and and what will come about.
1: So another side churro tangent, I definitely think we will get the lightsaber churros and just popped in my head for Pixar fest. And the new movie coming out, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a uh, Inside Out emotional churros. Yeah, just because I don't know
0: the di- different uh, emotions. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like what they were doing with the Infinity Stones. Yeah, my, uh, Guardians.
1: Yeah, and they could even do them as orbs too, like little memory things. But um, I guess it's my turn. I was actually going to go with a beer before we decided to do a the could buy them at the fresh shops but i was able to find something else so i'll save the beer for later when we talk about that but i'm going up with another sweet something but another drink i'm going with a pb and j whiskey shake hey this, this is the peanut butter whiskey raspberry liqueur vanilla ice cream with joffrey's coffee and uh mexican origin coffee little uh collab there of course some more peanut butter and raspberry syrups garnished with a raspberry um, yeah, this, this sounds like fun. <laughs> There's not much more I can say to this other than, uh, sounds dangerous, but also, that, like I said, it sounds fun.
0: That sounds really good. There was a uh, peanut butter whiskey cream cocktail that they had at the Cozy Cone for a while that I had yet to try. I saw a couple of reviews that said it was good, but just ridiculously sweet. Um, but I mean, yeah, this, this is going to be great. I hope the size is, you know, because I've seen uh, from that Gothic Rosie infographic, while I don't know these prices are for sure, and they're just potentially spitballing based off of la- last year's prices, but if the price for what the alcoholic beverages are around $17, if the cup size is not meeting me halfway, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm still going to try it. This sounds delicious, but in my experience in the past, the food and wine cocktails are smaller than you would get if you got a cocktail anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I that is true. The,
0: uh, at the uh, festival, of the holidays, the uh, hot apple cider whiskey. And the it burger. was in like a tiny little cup. And I was like, what are we doing here?
1: It was like a shop mug and it was like 13 yeah. bucks, but it was good. But yeah. So I'm afraid that might be about that size, but we'll see. But that does look pretty, pretty tasty.
0: We'll try it. I, I'm about it. I, I am. Uh, even to the shrimp, potentially going to try everything on this list. But now you guys have left me with a decision because you did not pick either of the two things I have left on my list. I picked 10 things and I got all except for two crossed off, both of which I believe are returning. Um, So I'm going to go with As I don't know that we said anything from this booth yet, the Delish booth, Uh, this is the returning favorite, the Carbonara Garlic Mac and Cheese with Newskis Peppered Bacon. And Mm -hmm. I still remember when they first introduced this, I had to go and look up, and as I go to my phone now, because I didn't actually pull it up before this, what Newskis Bacon is. I believe it's just a brand. Let's pull it up
1: here. It sounds like it.
0: I I also have
2: that one on my list. Does
0: bacon? Newski meats. Yeah, just it just sounds like a brand. Um looks like a good brand. Doesn't look cheap. Although I'm sure the portioning on it at Disney will be cheap if it is expensive. Um but yeah, that carbonara mac and cheese uh sounds like it'll go good on the side of most of any of these things or, again, something I'll just get two portions of to uh, to, to enjoy it twice as much. Well, yeah, Delish, the Carbonara Garlic Mac and Cheese with nooskies, Peppered Bacon. One of the many mac and cheese uh, items, or um, by many, I mean two. We got the pork mac and cheese, the garlic mac and cheese. And then the other one was the carnitas pork belly with the corn mac salad.
1: Nice. That does sound delicious.
2: Are you going to do that Trader Sam's thing?
1: No. Are you there? So I was just doing a little shout out. Uh, There's like Alex has mentioned, there's stuff going on all over like downtown Disney. We got uh, uh, menus at Black Tap and Jazz Kitchen and Ballast Point, but also They do this every once in a while at Disneyland Hotel at uh, Trader Sam's. They do a mixology class, and it's basically like a 90-minute class on how to make some of the classic uh, tiki drinks at the bar. And so you get your hands on. uh, uh, It says, after enjoying your handcrafted cocktail, indulge in a tray past hors d'oeuvres while enjoying the sounds of island, outdoors, and fireplace. So uh, it's kind of like a little you learn how to drink or make, make the drinks, but then you can also hang out and try some of the foods, but you also get a take home, a fan favorite, a Tiki mug. I believe these are about like $130 experience to do, but um, nice little option that they have going on.
0: Yeah. Addy and I were actually looking at that. If you scroll up just a bit so I can read the other one above it, uh, is one of my favorite things from food and wine back in the early days, they had a lot of really cool things. They did free, uh, beer, wine seminars within the park. I remember sitting through a beer seminar from uh, Carl Strauss Brewing, who at one time was the exclusive beer provider at California Adventure. Um, they are also doing at the Hearthstone Lounge. This is available one and only day on April 19th. A walk on the Silverado Trail at Disney's California Adventure, or sorry, Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa Food and Wine Experience. It will be hosted amongst the notable collection of historical California art at the venerable Hearthstone Lounge. Sip a curated selection of the Silverado Trail's exquisite wines delightfully paired with plates specially crafted by the talented hotel culinary team. Meet the chefs and sommeliers of Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, as well as experts from the wine industry in an indoor-outdoor culinary experience. I'm spitballing and saying that's going to be 200 bucks. Um, food, wine, Grand Californian all sound super expensive, especially <laughs> being that they're only offering it one day. Uh, but April 19th will be within the window of when I'll be there, as well as the April 22nd offering of the Trader Sam's. I know you were saying how they do offer this, uh, the Tiki Bar thing, but this sounds like it's a little different because I think the, the uh, mixology class they do normally does not include food. Um, so I'm interested in this. I'm also super interested while it does say a fan favorite Tiki mug, if it was an exclusive Tiki mug, I would be all over it. Um, but I, I would, uh, want a little more info. Sadly, I don't think that's more info that we will get cause it will probably sell out without that information. But those are the two sort of outside the parks, uh, food and wine inspired additional purchase experiences that are available this year.
1: Yeah. Cause I know in the past they would incorporate it with like a mug release, like the Monstro mug or one of the holiday mugs, but in the circles I'm in for the ticket, I haven't heard or seen anything yet. So it might be just one of the regular stock mugs. Um, like you said, w- which wouldn't would be a deter from uh, signing up for something like this, but.
0: Well, an exclusive mug would kind of be ridiculous because then we're talking about for what, like 20 to 40 people, you know, there's no way they're going to make a mug that's that exclusive.
1: No, it would be like if they say, um, like, what do we went for the gargoyle mug? They had a special Halloween mix on, and we would have got it the night before the release.
0: Yeah. So So maybe maybe there is a mug coming out that we don't know about yet. That could be cool.
1: possibly and it was, so it would still be the same mug for that's on release but you would you wouldn't have to worry about getting in line and stuff you would just right. uh, be, get it after or during the event which that's what they've done in the past so
0: I could be down with that we'll have to look and see what the ticket prices look for that do you you want to pull up that uh, beer list so we can run through that too yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, real quick um one thing i wish they would bring back to the uh, food and wine is they used to have um uh special like panels. So like uh, back in the day when the Chew is a show on ABC, they would actually film the week at California Adventure. Um, this was before they did the refurb and everything. So they really haven't done it since all that happened. But they also had um when John Lasseter was still part of the company, he had a special dinner that was inside the animation building, where they had bistro tables all inside like the lobby area and had a special presentation guy fieri used to do presentations these things would sell out like in minutes but it'd be cool if they started doing some of these uh, special hands-on food network kind of stuff um on location at dca i think that'd be pretty cool but who knows
0: ah man I'm, i'm looking at these prices and i'm like i feel like they're just spitballing there's no i mean no no disrespect to uh Gothic Rosie, because I do greatly appreciate all the information that she puts out, uh, but the uh, I, I don't see any rhyme or reason to the beer pricing here. Uh, so without the prices, I will go through and read the beers being offered at California Craft Brews. Uh, for those of y'all who may be Fresh Hops listeners, you're going to hear some uh, familiar breweries from our Happiest Brews on Earth tour and just being around California, as I believe these are all California breweries, being it's the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. Starting at the top, I fuck with Crowns because that's my thing, and it is Black History Month. So shout out to Crowns and Hops Brewing, uh, a black-owned brewery out of Inglewood, California. They are bringing their Inglewood Sun West Coast IPA. Unsung Brewing Company, as heard on our Happiest Brews on Earth Tour, Volume 1, they will have their IntraCore IPA. Russian River Brewing Company, well-known not just locally but nationally and even worldwide for Pliny the Elder and Pliny the Younger. Uh, They will be there with their Blind Pig IPA, which is their single IPA, uh, very, very good IPA. Uh, And Stone Brewery's Ruination Double IPA. I believe those will probably be rounding out the IPA flight. Then we have Bottle Logic Brewing, another local Southern California brewery, and their Watermelon Lemonade Seltzer. Uh, Full Circle Brewing out of Fresno. Shout out another Black-owned brewery is going to be bringing their Peachy Vibes Wheat Ale. Mission Brewing, Foggy Shores Hefeweizen. And Eagle Rock Brewery's Golden Ale, followed by uh, Brewery X's Baja Boy Mexican Lager.
1: That was on my list.
0: Left Coast Brewing Co. Del Mar Street Dortmunder Style Export Lager. Delahunt Brewing Co.'s Salvatore Italian Pilsner. And La Bodega Brewing Co. Pay the Piper Double IPA. They slid another IPA in there. Uh, and then we have three different beer flights, the Cal IPA beer flight, the spring favorites, beer flight, and the West coast beer flight. I'm assuming that's my West coast IPAs. Uh, and then it looks like all of these beers are available as a michelada as well. There is a frozen Maga mag on ma- mango nada. There we go. Frozen Mangonada <laughs> beer slush. I believe uses that brewery X, ex- Baja Boy Mexican lager with a mango puree, frozen slush, tahini, sort of like a frozen, I guess not like a michelada, but just like a, a fruity frozen beer slush. So, and again, that is the same California Craft Brews booth featuring the DU's own sought-after cheeseburger bow and s'mores caramel tart. Uh, So, best believe you'll be seeing from us there.
1: Yeah, I'm just double checking that there's not other like beers at other locations, but that's I mean, of course there is going to be at the regular locations. Yeah, there's a
0: few other beers. Yeah, like at Hollywood Lounge and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested in a lot of these, like the Peach Cobbler cocktail, some of the other things, uh, that PB and J shake. There are definitely some adult beverages I will be getting into. Along with all this delicious food, but uh yeah, it's I mean, it's it's called Food and Wine Festival, not Wine and Food Festival, for a reason.
1: Yeah, but for being a you know the beer lovers that we are, I'm so glad that now I mean the the beer list is so much better than it was uh, years ago when when it first oh. came out. No no disrespect to like a lot of the earlier you know red card trolleys and racer fives, which we love, but I mean just. The quality of beer that's been coming out, not just in Southern California, but all over the state, has been uh pretty fire. And I'm looking excited sharing these flights with you.
0: And I love telling, you know, people I'm like, oh, you know, you can get drinks at California Adventure. They're like, Yeah, you know, I'm pay 15 bucks for a Budweiser. And I'm like, yeah, if you want, or <laughs> you can get the Russian River the crowns and hops, the full circle, yeah. you can get brewery X, unsung, all kinds of great California craft beer. Like people don't be knowing. And I know there's a lot more for food and wine, but if you don't know already, a lot of great California craft beer uh, is on service at California adventure year round. Um, one of my favorite places in the park, Sonoma Terrace is uh, been there serving brother Thelonius for years That was my go-to as it was the highest ABV for the price. Um, And I believe we can get the uh, unsung Karina Double Hazy IPA on tap there. Even what I believe they changed the name of Bayside Brews. uh, And they have a bunch of new beers out there. There's a new Sierra Nevada IPA, all kinds of great stuff. So,
1: yeah, I had Harlan when I was there for Lunar New Year's Lunar Map. So.
0: If you're looking for, for craft beer, just a beer or a cocktail, you're going to break a little money off, but you're going to get something worthwhile of your uh, spending, at least comparable to if you were at a concert, uh, another theme park or any baseball game, any sort of event like that. So,
1: uh, yeah, but no the cool stay is-
0: to the menu, they, they've got good stuff on deck. Yeah.
1: And the, and the cool thing is, and if you're a parent with a kid, you got the cup holder in your stroller. So, you know, you got it made.
0: That's right. I'll skip the kid and just get the stroller to hold my cup. Exactly. And, now,
2: and now we're going to go through the chalky milk list for the food and wine festival.
0: <laughs> I think you might enjoy that PB and J milkshake. You might have to try that one. I, I don't really, I just don't like the taste of alcohol. That's just, why there's peanut butter and jelly, right? And, no and I coffee. Taste it.
1: <laughs> no, you can't, but no. So like Alex said, uh, uh, this 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 list is gonna be fun. I'm glad this is like the first time that all of us are going to try stuff and be there at the same time. Not the same time, but kind of the same time. I mean, me and Alex will be there at the same time, but we're
0: all all, you know, all three of us will be there during Food and Wine. So yeah,
1: so we, we will be, be, sure be sure to be
0: all there during the same festival or season at the park.
1: Yeah, so we we will be sure uh, check out our Instagram and we will be posting uh, our our uh, selections and everything and recommendations. What we're looking forward to and uh, when we're there, we'll be posting stories on what we think of them at uh, real and we'll time. we'll
0: save them in a uh, separate highlight on our Instagram page. So you'll be able to see our DU Food & Wine 2024 highlights with all of these and probably then some.
1: Yeah, because I need to uh, f- clean up our highlights. Uh, I love the, the footage from Star Wars Celebration 2019, but it's, it's a little ways ago. So we'll be doing some different highlights. But yeah, definitely that. Um, and I guess before we wrap up, uh, it is towards the end of uh, Black History Month and we we had some other ideas that just ran out of time but we would love to uh, just learn about a very special uh, gentleman and uh, as we uh, we celebrate uh, Black History Month and we celebrate anybody that puts a nice little staple in the uh, Disney uh, family here so uh, Alex let us know who we're talking about a little
0: Yeah, no, definitely uh, kind of what Joe's talking about. We're kind of talking about putting together like a a Mount Rushmore of, you know, contributors to the Disney universe uh, of, you know, that that are of black history or African-American descent. Um, And while we didn't really want to just kind of throw that together at last minute, so, We'd love to obviously take your all's input in, into account and maybe put that together next year um, or even just, uh, you know, throw them into our Disney Universe Hall of Fame going forward. But this year, being that he was just inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame, we want to highlight Lonnie Smoot. Lonnie Smoot is an inventor um, and he had worked for and does still currently work for the Disney company. Uh, He was born in 1955, which I thought was symbolic, being that Disneyland opened in 1955. Born in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, educated at Brooklyn Tech High and Columbia University. Um, He got interested in science and uh, kind of inventions at a very early age. But at least as far as uh, Disney, Imagineering and things were involved. Uh, he is responsible for some Haunted Mansion effects, uh, namely uh, Leota's floating head uh, when they were able to do that in the Haunted Mansion holiday. Uh, the Power City in Spaceship Earth. Uh, he's responsible for a couple different things at both Hong Kong and Tokyo Disney Sea, uh, things on Disney Cruise Line, um, and most notably the Star Cruiser lightsaber, um, which. We have mentioned on the program in the past, uh, being, I believe it was introduced uh, by a friend of a friend of a, the podcast uh, at Destination D23. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out, shout out to Lonnie Smoot. He is, uh, as I mentioned at the very beginning, the 2024 National Inventors Hall of Fame inductee and the only other Disney employee who has received this honor is Walt Disney. So, I mean, to an extent, you could say he is the greatest Imagineer next to Walt Disney. I don't, I don't believe he's technically an Imagineer necessary as much as he is a inventor who helps make things the Imagineers think up possible. So, you know, big shout out to Lonnie Smoot and making that happen. I know I kind of mentioned a lot of other great, um, you know, African-American people, minds, uh, in the Disney universe. Um, And I'm excited for things that are coming in the future, namely Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, Obviously, we we have a great love for Black Panther and what Chadwick Boseman, the entire cast, and, of course, Ryan Kogler, Sacramento State's own, has brought to us, as well as great Disney animator Floyd Norman, just spitting off a couple that come to mind. But if you have any others that are near and dear in your heart uh, that we're forgetting, please let us know in the comments on Instagram. And again, please remember we are going to bring this up much earlier in the month next year. uh, And we will be polling you guys for your input as the Disney universe includes everyone in the universe. And we want to make sure uh, that you guys are all, getting your input in on what we're talking about here. Um, so, you know, happy Black History Month uh, as the resident uh, Black member of the Disney Universe podcast. Uh, it's always a month I'm excited for. Um, I, I know there is a, a specific Disney animation coming out in two days. Iwaju, uh, which uh, is a animated series or... Uh, mini-series that they mentioned to us, I believe, two years ago at uh, D23. And yeah. I kind of, you know, just with the tease of it, them interacting with a African uh, animation studio, I'm really excited. And from the, the clips that I've seen, kind of gives Clone Wars meets Black Panther sort of vibes. So I, I will be watching that, and you can look forward to uh, at least some sort of rap whether it be on Instagram or DUTV or something um but yeah we're we're always excited to share and what all all the different cultures bring to the disney universe and highlighting them of course now when we're all highlighting uh you know th- things of of that culture so sh- shout out to black history month i i know we didn't get much in over the course of the month Uh, We celebrate it every day and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I I just feel like I'm rambling at this point. But this is something I'm excited about. I'm really excited to watch this Iwaju cartoon. I'm very happy for Lonnie Smoot and his recognition for all he has brought, uh, not just to the Disney company, but to the world, uh, especially as a Disney fan who loves to come to the park and be wowed by the innovation that they do there. Um, and, you know, someone who always says representation matters. So it's cool to see that people from all backgrounds are a part of the company and making things happen, pushing us forward uh, to say, wow, smile and have a good time at the parks.
1: Nice. Right on, man. And I'm, I'm sorry, I missed the the beginning of it, but is he a Disney legend
0: yeah. I don't I don't believe he's a Disney legend, but as we say in the uh, WWE world, he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, especially yeah. with his recent accolades. I'm sure he dev- he's got to be up for consideration this summer. Uh, Disney yeah. legend will be announced in and, August. So.
0: And uh, all, all the more reason I'm excited to make my first D23 this year.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, man. I, I really hope they have his... Uh, that floor that he did the video on talk
2: about that 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 that, i think is gonna be for like i think one day you can you'll be able to have that in your home with all this vr stuff and they're gonna sell like a vr annual pass to disneyland you pay like (laughs) maybe two three thousand for that floor 500 a year you get the goggles and you can walk through disneyland i think i think that's gonna be in homes one day
1: it's very, we're very close to ready player one right now, and that floor looks like part of it.
0: It's, I believe uh, what we're referencing is something called the hollow floor, hollow tile floor, hollow tile floor. Thank you. Um, and if you uh Google Lonnie Smoot and inventor of the inventor National Inventors Hall of Fame, you'll see uh, in most of the the uh articles I picked up a video of him walking on this hollow tile floor, uh, which yeah, I mean, used with the, uh, uh vr i mean the the possibilities of where you can go with vr uh if anything it's just going to reduce the amount of great instagram videos we see of people breaking things in their house <laughs> while they're using vr for the first time
1: running into couches and punching, into
0: couches, punching punching the tv yeah
1: and i believe you could check it out even on the disney imaginary instagram page just yeah quick pictures but yeah that's awesome and I hope he gets uh, definitely the recognition he deserves uh, as a Disney legend since we've had some questionable legends announced over the last couple of years, but this hey, is definitely if worth the if award he
0: gets snubbed. He's going to be a Disney universe legend come December. I put that on my word. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, awesome guys. Well, that was
1: a fun loaded show. Uh, looking forward to all this food. We're going to be eating really soon. And a lot of the stuff coming up. Um, but, you know, everybody let us know what you thought about what you think about Star Wars night. If you're going to go, let us know, especially if you're there the night I'm there, which is April 18th. Um, come say hi. Uh, let us know what you think about Bad Batch, what foods you want to try. Like I said, we'll post that up real soon. Um, But as podcasts go, we always look to the future. And I am very excited for our next episode. Uh, we have our first real big guest of the year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we, we have artist Shane Grammer, uh, a gentleman that I was introduced to by my, my uh, brother-in-law, Ken. Uh, he's an awesome artist. Uh, he, I met him for the first time at D23 back in uh, 2015. And he's just hot off his first uh, time at uh, being uh, one of the featured artists at uh, Epcot's Festival of the Arts. So uh, happy to have him on next week. And he did uh, th- that Vader print he did for festival was so awesome so check him out his art is at wonderground it is at uh the disney gallery on main street so but i'm excited to talk to him on our next show but uh but uh well before we go uh we gotta once again shout out our very good friends and crew alex that is up to you yes i did a rhyme
0: always always and uh This list that I'm looking forward to getting into just as much as all 15 of these items from the Disney universe must tries. I'm salivating at the names. (laughs) We got Tyler, Sasquatch, Wedge Antilles, John Z, Sean, Big Papa Disney, Alfredo, and our duo of Jen, Superfan and Florida Jen. We love y'all. Y'all are part of the DU crew. And if any of you want to be part of the DU crew too, just go show up at patreon.com slash DU crew, join one of those two tiers and join us on this journey. We call Disney adulting.
1: Absolutely. And so thank you guys. Once again, we'll be back in a couple of weeks Uh, and don't forget to subscribe. If you don't to where Ryan, you can uh, f-
2: follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Disney Universe Podcast. Interact with us on X at DisUnipod and watch some of our videos over on YouTube at DUTV. If you'd like to listen to some of our older episodes, you can head over to Walt's Apartment Podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh,
1: we will be there. Awesome. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, had a fun uh, show and can't wait to... Uh, do some more it's gonna be a fun year got some fun topics and uh, some stuff going on so uh, but I guess until next time may the force be with you till infinity and beyond let's eat